0: Hello. Welcome to the Go Home Podcast. We are your hosts, Mary and Michael Leppard.
1: We have been in the homeschooling world for over 25 years. We authored the Homeschooling Almanac and the Homeschooling Book of Lists. We produced 14 homeschool conventions over the years with speakers such as John Taylor Gatto and David and Mickey Colfax.
0: Our publication, The Link Homeschool Newspaper, brought together all religions and all styles of homeschooling. We began with the idea that all religions and all styles of homeschooling have something to learn from each other. We are
1: producing the Go Home Podcast with the same sentiment. The Go Home Podcast will focus on all things home
0: homeschooling, homeworking, home living, and why Americans are going back to their homes.
1: Welcome to the Go Home Podcast. Welcome to the Go Home Podcast. Today, I am very happy to welcome back Danny Kessler. Danny is a macrobiotic counselor. He's a chef and a gardener. And today we're going to talk about food and the energy of food, the quality of different vegetables, different types of cooking styles, and just the effect that our everyday choices with food has on us and those folks around us. So please enjoy this episode. Welcome, Danny Kessler, to the program, and it's great to have you on again. How are you doing?
2: I'm doing good, thank you. Good, thank you.
1: So, I'm excited today to talk about food, and in particular to talk about macrobiotics, which, um, can you tell the listeners what macrobiotics is?
2: Um, Well, that's that's hard to do in a sentence or two, but macrobiotics... (laughs) Is a, is a kind of, you know, sort of diet and lifestyle, and it's based on the principles of sort of the energetic principles, of. Um, rather than using food as an example, rather than, you know, protein and calories and carbohydrates and fat and all that stuff, uh, which is fine. and It's very interesting. Macrobiotics looks at the sort of energetics of, of what you're doing, and by that I mean there's... Um, you know, an energetic quality, uh, energetic, energetic principle, we'll call it chi, that kind of runs through all living things, all non-living things too, and then it is divided into two opposing principles, and those principles are sort of yin and yang, and maybe people are familiar with that. It's a familiar symbol, Mm -hmm. uh, with the little black moving into the white, and the white moving into the black, and, so okay with yin and yang is that is that they're in opposition so expansion contraction you know up and down when you think of um the earth is spinning and but we're not flying off the earth because we're held by gravity so there's uh, an energy
1: so is the gravity uh, kind of balance is the gravity the balance
2: yeah the energy well the gravity is the other force so there's one force pulling us off the planet mm-hmm. by centrifugal force. And then there's another energy pulling us back on the planet mm-hmm. and the galaxies, you know, are spinning, um, with great force, um, apart. And yet that same energetic, uh, gravity is pulling them together so they don't kind of fly off into the universe.
1: So, and, so that's pushed into like the area of managing your life with a balance between yin and yang, right? And it's not just yeah. So
2: bringing it yeah, bringing it home. There's an energetic um, upward and downward, inward and outward expansion and contraction.
3: Mm-hmm. So our
2: lungs, for instance, are always expanding
3: mm-hmm. as we
2: inhale and contracting when we exhale. Our heart is expanding and contracting. Our intestines are expanding and contracting all the time. Mm-hmm. The day is changing. The day, is, you know, the, the sun is going up and the sun is coming down. And those have very different energetic qualities. And the food that we eat, and the way that we cook it, um, and the utensils that we use, also have an energetic quality. So you have to, if you can buy into that, then macrobiotics makes a fair amount of sense. Mm-hmm. And anybody that's ha- anybody that's had, you know, maybe alcohol or cannabis or too much sugar or something like too much salt at a restaurant or at home, you over something and you know how you feel from it. Those are the, you know, kind of extreme forms. But in acrobatics, we also think a little bit about the more subtle forms.
1: Such as? Uh,
2: um, Well, okay, so alcohol, we'll we'll call that extreme yin.
3: Mm
2: -hmm. It's very expansive. It's liquid. The qualities of yin are, you know, the sort of wetter juicier, sweeter, more expansive, more liquidy, more outward energy. And the energetics of yang are the sort of tighter, more inward, saltier, crunchier, darker, harder kind of those qualities.
1: Mhm. Mhm. So if and you ha- out,
2: out in the world, yeah,
1: sorry. Well, I was going to ask if you so if you drink a lot of alcohol, does that make you want to do something like we were talking about earlier, beer and pretzels?
2: Right. So people naturally, you know, we, we live in, in, yeah, people naturally want to find those uh, extremes because one makes you crave the other. Mm-hmm. Uh. So if you, so beer is, um, you know, very yin, it's alcohol and it's liquid and it's, you know, it's all that. Um, and it makes you crave something that's young to kind of try to find some kind of balance.
3: Mm -hmm. So that's
2: like beer and pretzels, or wine gets paired with cheese.
3: Mm -hmm. Meat, Mm -hmm.
2: which is very young, gets paired with either potatoes, right? Steak and potatoes, Mm -hmm. or hamburger and fries, Mm -hmm. uh, or mushrooms. So those potatoes and mushrooms are very yin. So we tend to try, it just seems like a normal and reasonable thing to try and find balance. You wouldn't want to have a, a, a meal of steak and brown rice. Right. It doesn't, it seems like a little
1: bit. Too yang. That
2: doesn't sound very appealing. Yeah, right. yeah, it would be too heavy, too heavy most of the time.
1: Right. So, so, so well, so like sometimes when I think about these, these the reality of yin and yang, I, I feel like, so are we like, even if we're not hip to yin and yang or hip to macrobiotics at all or practicing it, I think are people... With all these extremes that we're always after, are we just like walking around trying to find balance by having extreme thoughts, extreme actions, extreme food, all of this stuff back and forth, back and forth? Is there a place that people can get to where they're, in, they're not, where they actually have balance? Is that what it's all about?
2: Well, you know, the balance, is, the balance is kind of a concept that's always changing. It's kind of impossible to find perfect balance because we are always changing too. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as we age each day, each week, each month, each season, each time of day, so we're always kind of chasing balance. But if we ex- eliminate the extreme extremes on either end, the yin side or the yang side, and, and st- to kind of stick to the uh, items in the center, which is going to be whole grains and vegetables and beans and bean products, grain products, those things in the middle, it's going to be easier to find balance. Otherwise, you're right. You swing from one to the other. So then you wake up in the morning, let's say, and you feel um, a little bit yin because you've just been lying down, you've been slow, you've been resting, you've been quiet. And then people are habituated towards wanting to get stimulated right away. Mm -hmm. And people find stimulation all kinds of ways. You can put on the news. That's certainly a way to speed up your heart and and, uh, stand up. You can um, go right to coffee. You know, people go to all kinds of things uh, to to kind of get that stimulation and get the blood going. Instead of just having it maybe um, kind of waking up naturally and maybe a little bit more slowly. What do you do? Maybe that's a little bit more natural. What do I do?
1: Right. Well, first of all, when you say you're feeling a little yin when you wake up, describe that and then just tell me what you do to balance well, out.
2: Well, yin, yeah, yin is that, you know, yin might be a little bit sleepy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, oh, I just woke up.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: I'm just
2: waking up, starting the day. Mm-hmm. Sun is going up, I'm getting up, but it's all happening maybe a little bit more slowly than, um, than we're either habituated towards, or we're used to, or everybody else around us, and and so um, instead of waking up at your own natural rhythm, um, we start looking for stimulation, and it can be coffee, can be sugar, can be the news.
1: Um, a walk. a lot of things. What about a walk?
2: Uh, a walk, yeah. I mean, going for a run might be a more extreme. Going mm-hmm. for a walk might be a gentle thing to do. That's what I do sometimes. Is I'll just go out. And I won't really even walk, but I'll just be standing up. Upright is more young,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and I might just go out and look at the garden mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and kind of check it out. Oh, look, you know this is happening or that's happening, or oh, I need to do this. You know, kind of a gentle, slower way to wake up. So, you don't have to, you know, hit the ground, hit the ground running. I mean, right, exactly. why do we need to do that? We don't. We don't need to do that.
1: Right, right. Well, this is probably really helpful, especially in this time of people being isolated at home because, you know, when a lot of people who, you know, wake up, go to a job, get their kids off to school, they're you know, the alarm clock goes off. They have to cook breakfast. They have to drive this kid here, do this, do that. That's all very over yang. And um so now people might might be getting a clash of yin and yang, right? Because they're being forced to be more home centered. and so these concepts are really helpful, I think, during this time, whether you're macrobiotic yeah. or not, right?
2: Oh, absolutely. I mean, definitely, you know, this is this has really turned everything upside down mm-hmm. for most people in mm-hmm. some way. So how are we going to navigate this new, you know, new normal or this new, you know, temporary situation that we have to deal with? Right. And right. I'm sure for a lot of people, most people are struggling with it in one way or another. Right. Some people love the... The, you know, the, they're very used to and they very much like and thrive on that excitement and the energy and, you know, getting the kids ready, as you were saying, and off to school and they're off to work. Go, go, go. Well, but if they can't do that, then are people walking around in circles trying to figure out how to navigate this? I don't know what people are doing. People are definitely doing it in a lot of different ways.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting because especially with people being home more and having to cook at home more, they might be willing to um, try some of these principles with their diet just for a meal or two because I know like when I eat just brown rice, especially sweet rice for breakfast, I feel so even all day long. It's incredible. I can last almost all day long on it. And I was wondering, could you give me an example of, you know, especially for listeners who are maybe not vegan and not macrobatic, but tell us what a balanced bowl, like, you know, those bowls that are popular everywhere, like a balanced bowl lunch would be. What would it look like in a bowl?
2: Well, every, everybody's different, so everybody's needs are different. But what I I will describe two ways to start your day, um, or at least our, the, the energetics of... I'll tell you how what I do in the morning. So this okay. is... Um, this is a little bit different because I don't start the day I do sometimes but I don't all the time start with grain like you were saying like some kind of porridge when you um, this is the, this sort of this is the difference between steaming and blanching okay so when you blanch, when you steam something there you put and it could be leftovers but it could be you know vegetables so the, the water goes in a pot, the steaming basket goes in right. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And the vegetables go in the steaming basket and the lid goes on top. Mm -hmm. So the energy goes, and you put it on the fire, right? The energy goes up, hits the lid, and then comes down. Mm -hmm. So it's downward energy. So you're heating up or cooking those vegetables from the top down. So it's downward energy. So it's more yang, so it's more relaxing. So it's a better, it's a good way to to settle down in the evening with some steamed vegetables. Oh, I see. But in the morning, if you do... If in the morning, if you want to get started, so then you don't steam, you will try blanching. So the, there's, the lid goes off. There's no basket. It's a big rolling boil. And you put the vegetables in quickly, small pieces, and the energy's all upward, right? There's no lid. So the boil, the, the rapid boil is just going up, 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 up. So when you put the vegetables in, you watch them for a few seconds, however long it takes for them to get bright and change color and get lighter and then out they come quickly, mm-hmm. that's all upward energy. And when you eat that, uh, that's a great way to start the day. The sun's coming up, it's upward energy, and it's but it's more gentle than, say, you know, coffee and, and sugar or something like that.
1: Right, and right. And that's
2: what I do a lot is I do blanching. I do blanching often in the morning.
1: Oh, now you. What about your um, porridge that you used to make in with the different grains? Yeah, I still
2: do that. I do it. Yeah, I do it a little bit more during the
1: winter winter time. Right.
2: Yeah, Mm -hmm. but I've been Mm -hmm. doing a lot more blanching, and the reality is that maybe a a more balanced macrobiotic meal would be both a little bit of grain with some blanched veg
1: and more vegetables. I know you're going to say it depends on the person, but would you recommend in the morning more vegetables or or more grain?
2: Uh, n- depends. <laughs> <You answer laughs> yeah. yeah, depends on the person. Depends on the day. It depends on the vegetables in your house. Mm-hmm. It just depends on you know. There's just so many factors. Now, if you have to go, as we talked a little bit last week, if it's winter and you're in Wisconsin and you have to go shovel the driveway mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because it snowed last night, um, maybe a little bit of blanched vegetables probably not going to be enough, or maybe it will be, but it may not be. Right. In which right. case, yeah, more grain would maybe more grain would make more sense. Here it is August in Los Angeles, and we're in the middle of a heat wave. You know, a, a big bowl or a small bowl of brown rice porridge seems, a little, you know, seems a little heavy to me right now.
1: Right, right. And then how how does how do you navigate, you know, <clears throat> yang vegetables versus yin vegetables? Then,
2: like, well, yeah, I mean, that's where a variety becomes key. So when I'm doing my blanching, for instance. Um, I will blanch a variety, so I'll blanch a root vegetable, so maybe I'll cut up a carrot small. Um, and that's and a I'll yang, right? Below the ve-
1: soil's yang. yang. Is that right? Sorry? Just for the listeners, is below the soil yin or yang? Veget-
2: yeah, downward energy. Okay, Downward energy is more yang.
1: Okay. Yeah.
2: Um, so a carrot would be more yang because it grows downward. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be for your sort of rooting to rise. It's a little bit more yang. It's a little bit more downward. So I'll cut up a you know carrot, slice it thin, um, and then I'll grow. I'll also blanch a vegetable that grows on the ground. So that could be either some cabbage or some winter squash, kabocha if I've got it, or butternut squash, something like that. Mm-hmm. And then I'll also have some greens, something that grows upward. So that could be the dandelion greens, or it could be the kale, or bok choy, or something like that.
1: Oh, that so sounds I try so good. And, do both. and, and what I do I try you put on it, it? Do you put something on it? No, 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 no! Just like that. Oh, straight from the garden, I'll bet. Right?
2: Hopefully, yeah. I mean, again, <laughs> it depends on you know what it depends on what the garden has produced that day. But there is nothing nothing like going out to the garden, picking some dandelion greens or bok choy or whatever it is, uh, kale or collard greens or whatever it is, and then coming in and blanching them. It's really lovely. <laughs> So, but I don't. So, I and mean, then I don't. But you know, to add some grain depends on my day. You know, if I if I know that I'm going to be out for a while and I have a full day, then yeah, maybe I would add some grain, some porridge, or something like that.
1: So, but, so for just the not, you know, the novice or just people listening who don't know anything about yeah. macrobiotics, if they want to try one meal, give me an example of what would be in a bowl just for the average daily bear. So, it's just like somebody who okay, just yeah, eats yeah. regular so, food, right. the standard American diet, so, like they want to try it,
2: r- right. Right, so that's a really good question. What is a meal? You know, it's a right. really basic question. So in a macrobiotic perspective, a meal is a grain and a green. Mm-hmm. So it, the grain could be, you know, could be porridge. You know, like in the morning, it, it could be a porridge, like an oatmeal or a rice porridge as a grain. And then a green could be any kind of greens that we talked about or any kind of vegetable. So a, a, a standard macrobiotic plate might look like... Um, you know, a, a bowl of some kind of grain, whatever might be grows, you know, local to your area. You know, rice is traditional, but that's only because macrobiotics came from Japan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If, if farro or millet or amaranth or teff, you know, if those are your local grain, then, um, then that would be, you know, some kind of grain dish. And then a variety of vegetable dishes cooked in a variety of ways. So you could have little steamed vegetables or you could have some soup as well.
1: And what about beans, though?
2: Uh, Yeah, beans and bean products, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's part of a a, a good standard, basic macrobiotic, um, macrobiotic meal as well.
1: I know that I've served, like, when people come to my house and I've made a macro meal, people always say, I feel so even and satisfied and I'm not hungry anymore, but I'm not totally full either, and I don't feel uncomfortable mm-hmm. like regular food. And I, I always think that's because macrobiotics is easy on all the internal organs, and it basically you're better off after you eat it than before. That's kind of how I like to gauge if I'm doing healthy things. Like, is my body better after I eat a carrot and a bowl of brown rice, or after I ate it than before? And I think it definitely is. is it's better after a cup oh, of absolutely. kale, right? Yeah. 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 I'm going to say dot, dot, dot right here to take a short break to give you a message from one of our sponsors.
0: Right Start Mathematics is an elementary and middle school program using a two-sided abacus that is ideal for kinesthetic and visual learners. This abacus uses visualization of quantities and strategies for learning the facts. Practice and reinforcement of the math facts is achieved through card games. This research-based program guides parents on what to teach, how, and why, day by day. Right Start will give your child an understanding, mastery, and lifetime love of math. Visit rightstartmath.com for complete information.
2: You know, if you did it right, yeah, you should feel better. And you should also, when people, you know, when, I, when people come over for a meal at my house, um, they might say, oh yeah, this is so delicious, or I feel so good. But what I'm always curious is to how do you feel tomorrow?
1: Oh right, right, definitely because what you' what you're doing today is
2: you're planting you know seeds for how somebody sleeps in the night
1: mm-hmm. you know
2: how their mm-hmm. digestion is through the night and the morning and how they feel the next day. And that's what I noticed about macrobiotics when I started eating just exactly what you were saying. I would go to this restaurant, it was in New York and I thought, oh, this is just a Japanese restaurant but I felt I'd had lots of Japanese food before. Mm-hmm. I never felt this good mm mm-hmm. And it was like, oh, okay, and that's what I kind of got that there's something special about, you know, this kind of uh attention to detail and this this kind of cooking style.
1: And do you remember what you had at that meal? I'm just curious, was it? Yeah, I probably did have the I probably did have the classic, you know, mackerel plate. The circle I used to call it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and,
2: right. And and it was and it was great. You know, it was it was great.
1: So what is it when when we have like an oily um I don't don't always follow macrobiotics at all, which i I should, but i I'm definitely vegan. But when I notice that when I eat oil and I eat something imbalanced that isn't macrobiotic, especially if I eat Thai food out in a restaurant, I what is it that makes our us feel so bad the next day? The sluggishness? Is it the our internal organs that are just working so hard? or can you talk a little bit about that?
2: Well, yeah, it's a variety of things. I don't don't know that I'm comfortable talking particularly about the organs, but again, from an energetic perspective, restaurant food, so what's happening in a restaurant? It's poor quality oil. It may not be the quantity of oil. It may not be oily. It may be more oil than you're used to, but it's also probably the cheapest, poorest quality oil that can be found. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's almost certain, especially if it's Thai food, almost certain to be sugar in it.
1: Right, definitely, yeah
2: right? Yep. So, and, and it's restaurant. So what happens in a restaurant? Um, in that kitchen is a lot of fire and a lot of heat and a lot of, a lot of strong young. So, um, it becomes, uh, you know, there's yelling and there's, there's franticness and speed and got to get it ready. And those people don't, I mean, they may love you, but they may not love you and they may not be cooking <laughs> right. with that in mind. Their <laughs> idea is just to get it to you as quickly as possible. And it's, it's, you know, it's kind of, uh, I don't know if you've ever worked in the kitchen. I, I have, have a yes. I've had a little yeah. experience. Yeah, it's a very frantic place. Well, it's, it's crazy. It's right. right, and
1: that really and, and affects it.
2: That that, that that energy of what's going on in the kitchen goes into the food.
1: Oh, the, you know, I know that, but I never really connected that 100%. I'm always thinking of the quality of the food instead of the vibe of what's going on. But I, I remember well, yeah. one of the macrobiotic counselors I knew, when i went to her for a consultation she said her name was cecil levin did you know her oh yeah it, i know her
2: yeah I, I think i spoke with her once or twice i never really met her in person
1: well she she said to me how many rest how many meals in the week have you had in a restaurant this week? And I think I said something like six and I was working in Century City at the time in a busy office and I always ate out. And I think I said six, it was probably more like 12. And she said, (laughs) oh, she said, do you realize that this week you have had six or maybe more mothers this week? And no wonder you're feeling so bad. (laughs) because she thought of it that way. Like whoever makes your food is like the love of a mother. And it's like, these are people you don't even know who they are and they're cooking for you. Yeah. And people are walking in and out. Someone might've made that sauce three days ago. And then someone comes in and throws together for the ticket, what's on the ticket. And yeah, there's no planning or yeah. So definitely.
2: Absolutely true. And, and getting kind of circling back to what you were saying about when people eat your food, and they go, wow! They feel so great, and they're like surprised. Mm-hmm. Well, because they're getting your lovely energy.
1: Oh well, thank you. <laughs> and yeah, it's
2: the same. No, it's
1: just, I've eaten your food before. Yeah, yeah. I get it. Thank it's you. Bad. Yeah. yeah, yeah, It is true and, that and, that's what we should look like for out in the world. Just yeah.
2: So, rest. That's there. Are, we could do a complete, and maybe we should do a completely different uh, chat about or podcast about restaurant.
1: I would love to do that. I would love to do that. Or, or food in the United States in general, like how are we eating? Like, you know, just yeah. what's going yeah. on, you know, it's.
2: And, and also in your Thai food in your restaurant, I don't know for sure. Cause I wasn't there, but my guess is some things could have been microwaved.
1: Probably. Yeah, probably.
2: Right. And so you're getting some of that microwave energy, which is very frantic, mm-hmm. very hard on your system. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then you go to sleep with all that kind of craziness going on. No wonder you don't sleep well and and don't eat, you know, don't feel good.
1: Well, I want to talk a little bit about something that you've said to me many times about you choose at night. Like, I think I'll just choose to go to bed and be light or so I can wake up light or if I want to be heavy. And because, like, I think we were talking about whether or not you should eat past a certain time and the difference between really being hungry. And you always you kept saying, when we talked about it, like, no, it's being light. Do I want to feel light or do I want to feel heavy? And so I, I've been thinking about that ever since we talked about it. Like, I always I always choose heavy, and which is why I'm overweight. Like, what makes us want to choose heavy? Is it like a protection or what? And what makes you choose light? Yeah. Can you just talk a little bit about well,
2: that? Well, you know, yeah, light. Well, you know, I think with macrobiotics, the idea is to kind of stop when you're about at 80%. Mm-hmm. So let's imagine you—you um, you had a box, and you and you filled it completely full with sand.
3: Okay. You couldn't really
2: move the sand around; it would be like packed in there. Mm-hmm. And so the it would be hard energetically to kind of you know to kind of move and circulate anything in there. It's just too full.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So when you're a little bit lighter, there's room for creativity. There's room for ideas. There's room for uh, affection or mm-hmm. love. There's mm-hmm. room for other things that you can hand to other people. Or you can, you know, you can, there's room to read before mm-hmm. you go to bed. Mm-hmm. There's, room, there's room for things. But if you're too packed tight, it's hard to find room more, um, for much else.
3: Oh, that's very so interesting.
2: So I try, you know, 80% is like sort of the goal. And it's a funny thing. It's like I ask myself this all the time too. Hmm, am I at 80%? Is it 70%? 90, you know, it's a, it, it takes a little practice, I think, to kind mm-hmm. of get used to like kind of what's the natural thing. But yes, people eat for, you know, they eat to 100% or a little bit more for a lot of reasons. You know, people eat when they're depressed or they eat when they're cold or they eat when they're tired or they eat when they're, you know, you know, lots of different different reasons, stressed out, right? And right. none of those have to do with actually being hungry.
1: Right, right, exactly. But it's
2: filling, filling an empty spot, right?
1: Yep, yep. Yeah. And yeah, we could talk for hours about this. It's so interesting. (laughs) This could be like the root of many people's problems and it's just sort of manifests itself with food. And because the one thing I think of a lot is because I love to eat, I love to cook. I mean, and, and, you know, I think people always tell me I'm a great cook, which I'm not trying to brag, but I think the reason I am is because I love to eat. Okay. So it's like, I love food. I love spices. I love to read about food. And, but I do know that in my brain and in my stomach, there's two different kinds of, oh my God, that tastes really good. Like for example, when I taste like certain squashes that are steamed to perfection with absolutely nothing on them, I know that that tastes amazing. And Part of what I think when I taste something so clean like that is, oh my gosh, this just came right out of the ground and it tastes like a jewel or something. you know. And so that kind of deliciousness is a very different deliciousness than if I go have Thai food with rice noodles and pepper flakes and maybe al dente broccoli with garlic. And I go, oh my God, this tastes so good. I could eat so much, I'll fall over. And then the other way of eating is that clean eating where you're really appreciating clean food, right? Like maybe right out of the ground, you know, and, yeah. and you, you know, it's just interesting because I think the standard American diet never addresses the other side, the clean eating where you think this apple's delicious or this is amazing.
2: Yeah. The, the, the ability to enjoy simple food mm-hmm. is, mm-hmm. um is something that's, kind of been lost in a way. And it's a, a sign of health.
1: Right. Right.
2: You know, because if your appetite is for, if you're, if you're way off balance, then your appetite becomes off balance as well. And that's when you want like salty or sweeter, you know, oily or greasy or fried, you know, that's you start looking for those things.
1: Well, this is kind of complex though, but like, if you, if you are eating food like that and getting so full and you can barely move and you're, you're filling yourself up. So there's nothing else there. Then what are you doing? What do most people do to balance that out? Cause don't we all naturally try to reach balance? What happens that makes people- uh, you try,
2: Yeah. You, right. So the, the, the goal is to reach balance, but, but people commonly, the reason people get sick is because they're not in balance. Mm-hmm. So if you, if you, um, if you're filling yourself up too much, so whatever comes in has to go out
3: Mm -hmm.
2: no matter what. Mm -hmm. So whatever goes in has to come out. Now it can come out a variety of different ways. Um, It can come out obviously, you know, in, in uh, skin, you know, you can exhale it, you can sweat it out, you can pee it out, you can poop it out. But if you're, if there's so much going in, that you can't get it out that way, then it starts accumulating. Mm-hmm. And it accumulates in fat or cysts or tumors, tumors mm-hmm. or moles or skin tags or... Psoriasis. In different ways where it's going to manifest itself and work trying to work its way out. And that's mm-hmm. because people are not in balance.
1: Right, right. Yeah.
2: So even though we might like the idea of being in balance or seek some kind of balance, but that's trying, again, I think it's trying to balance those extremes.
1: And do people? Do you think violence in society is because of this, and all the problems that we have in society? Do you um, think it has a lot to do with what we eat?
2: Well, I think they they feed back on each other. You know, I think the part of the problem with society is what we eat, and part of the problem of what we eat is what's going on in society. So, for instance, <laughs> yeah. there was a time there was a time when everybody in your village. Whatever it was, your community ate basically the same food mm-hmm. that, you know, that was grown locally, that was cooked more or less the same way around the same time. And everybody, I think, was a little bit more harmonious.
1: Right.
3: They
2: kind of got along. Right. They had the same kind of energetic field. But now, especially with people being home, it's kind of changed it up a little bit. But traditionally, you know, he was eating this for lunch and she skipped lunch and she had microwave and this one had... Breakfast, but skipped lunch, and this one had this for dinner. But it's seven o'clock, and this one came. You know, so everybody's in, uh, you know in such a chaotic state compared to each other that there's so little harmony there as a as sort of the basis. And then how do they get along? Uh, you know, how do they agree on a TV show? How do they agree on anything?
1: Right, right.
2: Because there's so much disharmony, even there. So when people eat the same meals at the same time. Um, which I think probably more people are doing now that they're, they're home probably is, is probably a helpful thing. I think people probably are, are probably, even though it's new. And so people may be not so used to it in some ways if this went on for a very long time. I think people would get along, I think a little bit better.
1: I do too. I do too. And especially like a lot of people who are maybe middle income who's are, who economically depend on their kids eating at school so now, I mean, I've heard from a lot of people that they're making these big one-dish things in a one pot. And even though they're probably not vegan, but it's like if they are making a big stew in a one pot or lentil soup or something and everyone's eating together because they have to economize too what they're cooking because they can't, you know, because actually, you know, processed food is so expensive. And yes, yes it, it, it really, really yeah, is.
2: If, if you, yeah. It's, if you go to the market whether it's the most expensive, fancy, bougie, you know, whatever, think of whatever market that is. And all you get is some produce and some bulk rice and right. some bulk beans.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You can get out very inexpensively.
1: You could actually eat, you know, and for if a you stay week. Away from the
2: boxes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sure. If you get away from the boxes and the cans and all the processed food, absolutely.
1: I'm going to say dot, dot, dot right here to take a short break, to give you a message from one of
0: our sponsors. Type-C Typing Program offers your family a full touch-typing video and game curriculum for less than $70. Touch-typing is a necessary skill for today. Typing correctly and quickly ensures a lifetime of ease in college, writing, and other serious work. Success in the workplace will continue to require well-developed typing skills. Type-C covers all typing skills, couched in fun and enjoyable practice with videos and games. Help your child develop mastery today. Go to typec.com dot com to order. Right,
1: and bags,
2: you know, boxes, cans, all that stuff. Yep.
1: So what's a what's yeah. a, a meal like? Not if everyone, if they're interested, just in trying macrobiotics, but just trying vegan. What what would what would be a meal you would suggest for someone to just give it a shot for one meal to see if their family would eat it?
2: Um. Well. <laughs> Uh, you know, it's it, hard to it depends say. on the season, <laughs> and it depends on where they are. No, I, I mean, just want, like today, uh, I you, today. I know you like that answer, but I, I know. <laughs> Unfortunately, I can't. You know, I can't really give it give it to you. Well, what is? What if about if I was to say shoot, If I was to say, oh, just like you were saying, some kind of one pot stew, I'd be like, okay, we can make that. But if I was to have that tonight, uh, oh, my kids or whoever's around, we wouldn't feel good.
1: Oh, well, because be of the heat and everything. To yeah.
2: macrobiotics or to vegan
1: cooking? Because of the heat or what?
2: Yeah, it's it's too hot. Yeah. I don't feel like a big heavy stew.
1: Yeah, right. <laughs>
2: and if I was trying to feed that feed that to my loved ones, they'd be like, Are You kidding, Dad?
1: Okay, so you, you know, I don't Yeah. So you're you're really macrobiotics is so much it's the food is definitely not just it. It's the whole energy of everything around, like what time of year it is, where you're living.
2: Absolutely. All of that, right?
1: Right. Right.
2: Yeah, yeah. And, you know, for instance, the Mediterranean diet is a very good diet, I suppose, if you live in the
1: Mediterranean. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But we live in a Mediterranean climate here in LA, right? We do. We do. So we can have, you know, we can have some pasta here. We can have
2: some lighter foods. We can have some salads, some raw food. We can have things that we wouldn't... Have maybe again in the, in the winter in Wisconsin or Michigan or wherever it is that you know might be so cold, upstate New York, all those places, Vermont, Maine, that a salad does not sound very appealing, you know, in right. February, right? So, you know, that's this is why macrobiotics has not sort of caught on and became as popular as maybe a keto diet or a paleo diet, or there's other things that have kind of come and gone, or even a vegan diet. Why? Because, because it's... Macrobi- sh-
1: go ahead.
2: Because macrobiotics is hard.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: You have to pay attention to what you're doing. It's not You can't just go to the market and buy a macro a, <laughs> a microwavable macrobiotic meal. It right. doesn't exist.
1: Right. Or, you and can it's- get a vegan meal. Yeah,
2: Amy's is good. You can get a lot of vegan stuff, sure. Yeah, You can get canned food. Beans and heat them up, and that's all good. But it, but it's not macrobiotics.
1: Right, right. And and for you, it's really, a, really a better lifestyle. It's really a lifestyle, and it's better than just the vegan yeah, lifestyle, exactly. right?
2: Yep, yep. And yeah. you know, so what- that's how I started by saying it's kind of a diet and lifestyle.
1: Right, but, right. You know. Yeah. And I think in and of itself, just like when you think about leaving your house and going on a trip, and um, you really have to—it's like if you put the food as the center of your—the macrobiotic practice as the center, you don't necessarily want to veer away and go off on these crazy, chaotic things. One time I read in one of Michio Kushi's books that we wouldn't have a lot of accidents in in the United States as much if people— Followed the macrobiotic diet because when people stay home-centered and they get their sustenance from home, they're not off like doing skydiving and taking trips all over the place and doing all these different things. And it's more of a of a centered lifestyle than a crazy lifestyle because it's really hard to be macrobiotic and travel unless you really really know what you're doing, right?
2: Well, you can't. Yeah, but macrobiotics is also supposed to, and I believe this is true. And Nietzsche used to say this too. It's supposed to create freedom, right? Ultimate freedom.
1: And how does it do that? So
2: that you should that you should be able to go skydiving, Mm -hmm. but you should be able to understand. You know, what are you gonna? How are you gonna eat before? How are you gonna eat after? What? What? You know what? What is? How are you gonna navigate this? So that you have a great, you know, a great skydiving experience. Mm -hmm. When I go traveling now. Um, you know, I still love to travel, although I haven't been in a while. Um, one of the things that I do, which I get a lot of enjoyment about is now Airbnb has made it so easy to find a kitchen. Mm -hmm. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: So like when I was in London last time, you know, and this has become kind of, you know, for a day or two, yes, I can eat restaurant food. I have the freedom to do that. Knowing that when I get back home, if I'm off balance or something's not quite right, then I can kind of fix it in a day or two and I'll be fine. Right. Right. Uh, but but if I'm going to be gone for two weeks, then I really then I'm going to start. I'm not going to feel while I'm traveling. I'm not going to feel good uh, if I'm eating only restaurant food. So one of the things that is kind of not negotiable for me in a way. And people used to bring their own rice cookers and pots and pans and, and cookers and cook in their hotel rooms. Now, right. I never did that. No? That always, to me, seemed like, li- no, I never did that. And I traveled a lot. That seemed a little extreme to me because I always felt like, well, I'm healthy and it's only a few days kind of thing. But if I'm gone for two weeks, no, now I can get a kitchen. Right. So when I was in L- one, and I love it, so that adds so much enjoyment to me. But when I was in London, last 2018, I think was the last time I was there. I had an Airbnb and I had a kitchen and one of the real joys I got was to go to the market and, Mm -hmm. you know, see what's available. what's there, right. Fresh and the produce. And then I would come back and, you know, maybe I would eat, maybe I would just make my my blanched vegetables in the morning. Um, But then when I was out and about, of course, I would have some kind of lunch and enjoy that. And that was super fun. When I came back, you know, maybe I had dinner out, but maybe... I had some dinner you know, that I made, a simple soup or whatever I felt like at the time that was going to you know, help me, wasn't going to be that salty, wasn't going to be that oily, wasn't going to have all that restaurant energy that we talked about, mm-hmm. it was going to be a lot more easy to navigate. And then that incru- improves greatly the quality of my vacation, because now I'm feeling good, I'm feeling alert, I'm feeling stronger, right. I'm not feeling sluggish and tired, and oh my God, I got too much salt, I got too much sugar. Right, you know, I'm feeling, I'm feeling great.
1: So, when you say uh, macrobatics is freedom, or or Michio used to say that, I I kind of know what you mean. I but I'd like to know what it means to you because, like, I remember when I did it strict, and when I say strictly, I don't mean in the rigid sense. But the times that I've done it for a long period of time, I remember feeling a huge freedom of like driving down Ventura Boulevard and thinking, I don't need anything here because i i just don't need to spend money i don't need to depend on anything here that's the freedom it was like such a joy. But then I always run from that kind of freedom. <laughs> <But> <laughs> it's like, well,
2: yeah. I mean, that then it becomes about like a little bit of emotional work.
3: Yeah. And spiritual right. work.
2: And like, what does that bring? What does that bring it up to you?
1: Yeah. Right. <clears throat> you know, the freedom. I mean, that's, a right. Whole other, we, that's a whole <laughs> other, you know. Podcast. You know,
2: childhood and food is a whole other conversation.
1: Right. Right. Exactly. Uh,
2: but yeah, you know, you should, if you're going to, like, for instance, if you're a student and you want to be the best student or you want to be strong and bright and you want to, you know, do well in class and learn things, you should be able to eat in a certain way that will support that. Right. And if you want to be an artist and you want to be creative and you have songs to write or paintings to paint or something like that, then you should be able to eat in a certain way that will help support that.
1: Right. Right. You know,
2: if you're a a new parent, you, and you, (laughs) you know, you're not going to be sleeping that much. You got a new baby and you need the strength, you know, you need a little bit of extra Strength to um to get you through that you know the hard the difficult or challenging times of have being a parent of a, of young kids you should be able to eat in a certain way that will support that as well.
1: So it's like and
2: when you retire you're like me mm-hmm. and you're like retired and mm-hmm. you're sixty and you feel like oh you know what I'm you know I'm going to eat differently than I did when I was twenty or thirty.
1: Mm-hmm. How why like how do you eat differently than when you were twenty or thirty because you're sixty well, and retired.
2: You know, yeah, because I'm not, I'm not asking myself to do quite as much.
3: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you
2: can, right? I mean, I could, I suppose, but I'm, I'm, you know, gardening, and I have a very full life, but I'm not growing anymore. Right? Not my, my body's not growing, but my mind is.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: And uh, you so know, you so use it that way. So it's be,
1: like a self-governor, like just to do whatever you want, because it after it means big life, right? Isn't that what it means?
2: Yeah, a great yeah. life. Yeah, right. I love that. So, yeah, exactly. And that's, you know, when you learn how to eat in a, in a certain way or the rest of your lifestyle as well, uh, you learn how to, how to navigate these things. Oh, the freedom is amazing. And then you have the freedom from um, prescription medication mm-hmm. and the freedom from aches and pains
3: mm-hmm.
1: and the
2: freedom from arthritis or all of the things right. that, you know, people think think are just naturally just part of the aging process. Right. Right. Oh, I've got a little arthritis. Oh, I've got a little gout. Oh, I've got a little indigestion. Oh, I've got a little GERD. Yeah. Oh, I've got a little bit of, you know, whatever. it <laughs> Oh, yeah, a little of my shoulders. All those things, those are, that's voluntary. Right. You, know, you don't have to have those. Right, right. And when you eat in a certain way to take out the, um, the food that is, let's use as an example, the food that's um, inflammatory, mm-hmm. you know, all the sugar. Mm-hmm. You know, and then all of a sudden the arthritis goes away and you go, wow, you know, my wrist feels good. I can open up cans and jars better than I could or I walk, I can walk further and I don't feel sore. All those things start changing. Right. And it right. Can, much of it, not all of it, but much of it can be reversed. It depends on what it is and how long it's been a problem. You know, you spend decades creating unhealth. It takes a while sometimes to um, to create some health back. Right, exactly. But it can, it can come back and people have, people have had amazing
1: experiences. That's amazing. Coming back
2: from some serious health conditions. mm -hmm, Yeah.
1: mm -hmm. You're very inspiring. You always inspire me so much. (laughs) I know you really do. I love talking to you. And, you know, it's funny. The other night I was at a friend's house who just had a triple bypass. And six days before I was over there. And I said, well, we were just coming over to visit. And I said, I'm going to make you some power soup. And to tell the truth, I kind of made that up. it's something that I made it for myself with ginger and um, daikon and all of these uh, really healing and strengthening vegetables. And he goes, what's power soup? Is it a vegan thing? And I said, yeah, it is, but you're going to like it. I'm going to bring it over. So I brought it over and, and he was telling me how scared he was about the future. And um, he didn't know if he was going to feel better. And they're saying he has COPD and all this other stuff. And, he ate the soup and he said, it's interesting because I've had this happen a couple of times before. He said, the soup, this is good. He said, but, but what is it? And I said, well, it's, it's basically just really firm tofu and daikon and cabbage. And I just named all this and ginger and tamari and, and a little bit of mirin. And he was like, well, but it, I don't know if I could live on a vegan diet. And it's like it, just because he's thinking of it as a vegan diet. He thinks he can't do it, even though he thought the soup was really good. It's, it's just conceptualization. It just blows my mind every time someone does that, you know.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, we have, you know, we have so many, um, you know, habits mm-hmm. um, and associations with food. Food is a very powerful thing. Very strong. You know, we started the first, you know, day that we're alive and we continue, you know, until we die. And so there's a lot of associations. Oh, my mom used to cook this, and my dad used to cook that, and my grandmother made me this, and all these things. And um, those are hard, hard, hard to um, get away from, you know, culturally.
1: Right, right. Yeah, and I think maybe you cause like a sort of an upset cognitive dissonance when you tell someone that meatloaf is bad because it makes them feel that everything they know from their past is bad then. You know?
2: Right. And that's, you know, when I teach macrobiotics, I don't, I try not to, you know, use, you know, good and bad. mm -hmm. But once people start understanding the energetics Mm -hmm. of what they're doing with that meatloaf, then suddenly, not suddenly, but I mean, it can become much less interesting.
1: Right, right, exactly. You
2: know, like, oh, you know, there used to be all these commercials. I I can, you know, they, they were sort of sad, but they were also kind of funny where it'd be like, oh, you know, when I go to my mom's house, You know, she makes me do this meal, and I know it's going to give me horrible indigestion. So I take a Tums, or I take something (laughs) before.
1: I'm going to say dot, dot, dot right here to take a short break to give you a message from one of our
0: sponsors. Do you have a gluten intolerance? Avoiding gluten in foods is not enough to ensure your well-being. Gluten-Free Savonair offers a complete line of skincare and beauty products that are guaranteed to be free of gluten and other common allergens. What goes on your skin may wind up in your mouth or eyes or soak into your body over time. Visit gfsoap.com to see their complete line of products, guaranteed to be gluten free and allergen free. That's gfsoap.com. dot It's
2: like really? Do you have? I mean, really? Is that what this is? This is what this is about? Just <laughs> sort of prepare. Yeah. And 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 for this thing that's going to happen, even though you might like it, and those are the choices. Difficult choices where that people have to make. And as I say, was saying earlier, that's why macrobiotics is hard.
1: Right, right. You know, well, that's why
2: it hasn't caught on because this is not, this is for most people, because we have such strong feelings about food, this is not easy.
1: No, no. And, and, and that's- and
2: making, making major changes. For me, it was pretty easy, but it's not easy for everyone. And I totally respect and understand that. So my mom still will say to me, You know, if I'm going over there for a holiday or something, what can I make for you? What can I make for you? What can I make for you? And all I know is that, um, you know, she loves me and she wants to, you know, show that she loves me. But most of the time, uh, it's much sort of better for me. And I told her this. (laughs) If (laughs) if I'll just bring something. No, it's fine. I'll bring something. Can't cheat. But she's kind of hip
1: to vegan food, though, right? Because she influenced you with hippie books in the day, right? (laughs) Yes.
2: Yeah, I mean, she well vegetarian for sure and healthy for sure, but still, she has that strong sense that she wants that she loves me and she wants to cook something. Right.
1: For me. Well, she can make steamed squash or something. You could just give her can, something. But
2: again, you know, yes, and I have done that before, and you know, I continue to do it. But generally, the, the idea it's the idea basically,
3: right? That, right.
2: That, you know that we're we're really sort of keyed into or used to the foods. You know, and the celebrations. you know, we've been in lockdown so long, you know, that it, it is just one of our family traditions that when it's somebody's birthday, we go out to dinner.
1: Right, right.
2: You know, let's go out. Oh, it's your birthday. Okay, let's, you know, we'll all go out. And did you go out on to, your we birthday? Didn't we didn't no, We did not do it for my birthday. My mom's birthday is tomorrow.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: We're not going out for that. My brother's birthday is in September. We're unlikely. You know, so these things just are changing.
3: Right and right. and
2: it's that's one of the challenges that I think many people are facing. Is how do we navigate this new world? Well, we had a little Zoom, you know, kind of a Zoom party or whatever. a Zoom this, or Zoom that, and then everybody can see each other. And it's a little awkward. It's obviously not the same thing, but it is what it is. And under these circumstances, uh, that's what we're that's what we're navigating.
1: Right, exactly, and we just have to do the best we can. And um, yeah. like like the convention and and. It is what it is, as Michelle said. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and well, she,
2: yeah. She was saying she was saying what he was saying, but that's not that's not. Good I there. know,
1: I know. <laughs> well, it was great talking with you, and um, yeah, we could talk forever because I, I have so it. many questions about vegetables that I'd love to ask, but maybe we'll do it on another podcast. We probably should start one about food. It would be really amazing because you know there can
2: absolutely do that. And we can talk about the different cooking styles and cooking techniques and it's too bad i don't we can talk about this later but um that we couldn't do a kind of video a video method, a, sort of a, a well, some way where i could show some cooking styles or you could Yeah, show let some me cooking talk to Leonard to see
1: if we can do that cuz i know that some of the podcasts that i listen to they are they're available on zoom. Um
2: Okay, that so we would, could also it could be a, an a video thing as well as an audio thing.
1: I think it could be it could be a live one where people log in and then we could just save it to the podcast later. But and then yeah, that that okay. brings up like when you say you teach macrobatics, how can people contact you if they want to and you could teach them about it?
2: Absolutely, yeah. I have I have some clients now. If somebody had a serious health condition, I would send them to somebody else. Okay, who's more uh, who's more experienced and who's more knowledgeable and just you know, better at that, but for somebody who's generally healthy and wants to improve their health or just learn some more about macrobiotics. Yeah. I, I mean, you could, um, I have the website, uh, not a website, sorry. I have an email address and anybody can contact me. And um,
1: Okay. Why don't you just say your email address? I'll also post it on the website, but what's your e- email? Okay. So
2: it's Danny. Yeah. So it's Danny, D-A-N-N-Y three nine at PAC, dot net. So it okay. used to be Pacific Bell, long ago.
1: Yes, my mom was an operator, so I know that. Was <laughs> she really? Oh, yeah, she was I a telephone no operator idea, our people. whole lives. Yeah. Oh,
2: really? Oh, I <laughs> saw. I want to hear all about that. So, um, yeah, anybody, you know, if anybody's interested, I have, you know, definitely several clients that I talk to. I, I consider coaching, not really counseling. Um, okay. I, 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 I it, to me, there's a difference, but it doesn't matter. It's all just sem- and maybe it's just semantics, but to me. It, It matters. So, like, Um, is it like macrobiotic macrobiotic coaching?
1: Mm -hmm. Okay, great. So, if they if anyone wants macrobiotic coaching, they can call you then or email you. Yeah, totally. Okay, Danny. Absolutely. Well, thank you very much, and it's always a pleasure. And I will talk to you soon. Yes, thank you, thank you, and
2: yeah, let's try and let's try and find some more topics because there seem to be a fair amount of them.
1: Oh, we could go. I, I one of the big things I wanted to ask you about is what happens when I take a bunch of root vegetables and stick them with a bunch of kale and collard greens. Am I slapping yin and yang together? And what happens to me when I do that? <laughs> but, That's good. That's good. We can we can, we can go talk over that. about a, that next time. time. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, it's a good thing. Okay. All right. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. 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 Bye bye. Thank you for being part of our show today. The Go Home Podcast is a production of California Incline LLC. Our producer is Lennon Leppard. To find out more information about today's podcast and Going Home, please visit our website at gohomebook.com. If there is a topic you would like us to cover, please email me at mary at Thanks for listening.